0: Hey everybody, how is it going? Welcome to the very first episode of Is This All There Is? I'm Amanda Ryan-Fear and I'm so excited for today's topic. If you are feeling stressed out, listen up for one of the hidden culprits. So when you listen to this, I will actually be home. But today, my husband, daughter, and I are about to get on a plane to go to Iceland. And then after Iceland, we're going to Paris. And after Paris, we're going to London. So this is a trip that we booked pre-pandemic and have put off and put off due to quarantine and just COVID life. And the reason I'm telling you this is because before we started planning this trip, so we had the tickets in 2019, right? We were supposed to go in 2020. And then things were delayed, things were delayed again, they were put off. And finally, the travel agency was basically like, you have to use these tickets <laughs> by the end of July, I think. So I booked our trip for July 2022, which it is right now, as I'm recording this episode. And so as the trip was getting closer, people would ask me about it, and I would feel so stressed out. It reminded me, actually, of when I was writing my dissertation, and people would ask me how it was going, and just immediately I'd want to barf. And I thought, well, why am I so stressed out? This trip is supposed to be super fun. It's, I've been looking forward to it for a long time. But the reason that I was feeling stressed, the cause of my stress, were unmade decisions. So without going into the story too much, a lot had happened since 2019 when we first bought these tickets. We bought our farm. I quit my job and started my business. And so our economic situation was a little bit different. And my husband was dragging his feed on wanting to spend the money on this trip. And so people would ask me about the trip. And in the back of my mind, I'd be like, I don't know if we're even going. So the first decision that we had to make was, are we actually going or not? So once we decided that we were going, I realized the next decision I had to make was where we were staying. But in order to book where we were staying in each location, we had to decide what we wanted to do in each place. So my stress wasn't coming because I didn't want to go on the trip or anything like that. I was stressed because there were all of these unmade decisions that I didn't even realize had to be made that were causing my stress. So once I sat down and mapped out everything that needed to be decided, then my husband, daughter, and I could sit down and make those decisions and move forward. So we leave today in a couple of hours, actually, and i super excited. So today's topic is unmade decisions. And the average adult makes over 35,000 decisions a day. Just thinking about that makes my head explode, right? You decide very first thing, are you going to hit snooze or not? You decide what to have for breakfast. You decide what to wear. You decide, do I brush my teeth first or do I wash my face first? (laughs) Whatever it is, we make all of these micro decisions. And There are decisions that we don't make, and I'll get into the reasons for that in a minute, that sit in the back of our head and take up energy and space in our subconscious because our brain is trying to figure these decisions out in the background. So today we're going to talk about, first and foremost, what exactly is an unmade decision? We'll talk about three types of decisions and why knowing these will save you so much time and so much energy. And then we'll talk about why we get so stuck on decision-making and why making decisions is a crucial skill for moving forward in your life. So I speak with a lot of women who find it hard to make decisions, yet decision-making is really one of the most important skills for getting the results you want in your life. From what to eat for breakfast, to whether or not to leave your job or your partner, your days are filled with decisions. So let's talk a little bit about why decision-making is one of the most important life skills. And nobody really teaches you how to make a decision. So the problem with unmade decisions is they cost you time, they cost you energy, and they cost you mental space. So anytime there's a decision that needs to be made and you're not making it, You're basically pressing the pause button on your life while your brain works through that decision. And even if you say, oh, I'll think about that later, your brain is pretty busy in the background trying to figure it out. And so that's taking up time and energy. So all of the results that you get in your life come from how you make decisions. Once you make a decision, your brain space is freed up to move on to something else. Making decisions frees you up to take more action. And action is what gives you your results. So there are three types of decisions. The first one is the decision that you know that you need to make. So for example, going back to my trip, I know we needed to decide where we were staying in each city that we were going to. So we needed to book either an Airbnb, a hotel. That was another decision is what type of accommodations do we want to stay in? So these are all decisions that we knew that we needed to make. These are usually the most straightforward. I'm deciding, do I stay at my job? Do I leave it? I'm deciding, do I take this route home from work or do I take a different route home from work? I'm deciding between whatever, different products at the grocery store. The second type of decision is a little more tricky. So this is a decision you think you've made, but your actions don't actually back up that decision. So say, for example, you have decided that you're ready to quit your job and launch full-time into your own business, but you haven't given notice at your job, you keep taking on new projects at your job. All of the actions you're taking don't support the decision that you say that you've made. Another example of this is if you want to go on a big trip. So you decide to save money for the trip, but you end up spending it on other things. So where in your life have you told yourself you've made a decision about something but your actions don't support it. Your actions don't back it up. This can be costing you time, energy, and money, right? Because there's this dissonance between what you've said that you're going to do and what you're actually doing. A third type of decision is the decision that you don't know that needs to be made. So these are the trickiest ones, right? And usually you can identify these by if you're spinning in your brain. So what I mean by that is, If you keep going back and forth about something, if you're constantly ruminating, I call it the spin cycle of despair because you just keep thinking the same thoughts over and over again. So an example of that is, let's say that you're trying to decide how to best move your team forward toward their quarterly goals, but you keep coming back to how one of the people on your team isn't actually doing her job. So the decision that needs to be made is not how to move your team forward. The decision that needs to be made is deciding what to do about this one person. Once you decide, does she need more coaching? Does she need to be moved on to a different position? Once you decide how to support her, then you can decide how to work with your whole team. So if you feel, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling like you can't move forward with something, ask yourself, what is it that I need to decide before I can move forward with this? Going back to the example of our trip, we needed to decide and commit to actually going on our trip before we could do anything about it, (laughs) before we could move forward with that. The last thing I want to say is stop telling yourself that you're trying to decide. So I got this example of trying to do something from a coach that I've worked with, Lindsay Dotsloff, and she's awesome. She coaches coaches. So imagine that you're telling yourself, oh, I'm trying to decide where to go on vacation. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to leave my job. I'm trying to decide what I want to do with the next 10, 15, 20 years of my life. Okay. Trying to decide is not a thing. You either decide you've either decided or you haven't decided. I want you to imagine, or you can even do this. Grab a piece of paper, try to rip it in half. Don't actually rip it in half. Just try to rip it in half, right? Like that doesn't do anything. (laughs) Trying just keeps you stuck. If you were to rip the paper in half, that's pretty easy. But trying to rip the paper in half is not actually ripping the paper in half. So trying to decide is not actually deciding. It's staying in limbo. It's going back and forth between all of the things that your brain is ruminating on. Stop trying to decide. Stop telling yourself you're trying to decide because all this means is that you're spinning around in indecision. Okay, so you say, that's all fine and good, Amanda, but making decisions is hard. Yeah, I get it. I'm a Libra, and we're famous for not being able to make decisions. So what holds us back from being able to make a decision quickly and move on is believing that there's a right decision and a wrong decision. If I leave my job, what if I don't make any money, and then I end up living in a gutter all by myself, Our brains love to catastrophize, right? So this fear of making a wrong decision holds us back. We tend to think that if we make the wrong decision, everything will suck. And if we make the right decision, everything will be awesome, right? If only I choose the right next job, then I'll feel fulfilled and satisfied and happy and I'll have work-life balance and I'll make all the money. But if I choose wrong, then I'll end up miserable again, Hey, guess what? There is no such thing as a right decision. There is no such thing as a wrong decision. You know that from every decision you've made in your life, every decision you've ever made has had both positive and negative outcomes. Your current job, I bet there are things that are great about it. There are also things that are not so great. Where you live, there are probably things you love about it. Probably things you don't love as much. If you have a partner, there are probably things you love about them, probably some things not so much that you need to work on, right? Or if you've decided to stay single, if you're looking for a partner, there are probably some great things about that. So everything is 50-50, but our brains make it this big deal that if we make the wrong decision, everything's going to suck and we're going to be miserable. But you know from personal experience, that just isn't true. There are good things and bad things for every decision you've made. I want to give you a quick example of a friend of mine who was trying to decide if she and her partner should have a baby or not. And my friend is in her forties. And so she doesn't necessarily have the luxury of time to decide this. So she could come up with reasons that she wanted to have a child and she could come up with reasons that she didn't want to have a child. And her brain being a human brain was giving her all the reasons that both decisions to have a child or to not have a child. She would end up miserable and unhappy and living in a gutter by herself. That's always our brain's worst case scenario, or at least it's my brain's worst case scenario. But when we talked it through and I explained to her my philosophy on there not being a right decision or a wrong decision, that helped things become a lot more clear. Because what that does is that opens you up to make the decision that you actually want to make. Instead of stressing out about how things could go horribly wrong, you start to think that, oh yeah, it's going to be 50-50 no matter what do I actually want to do. So another big hurdle that I hear from you all is that making the wrong decision could negatively impact your family or other people. You are afraid to make the wrong decision. I'm doing air quotes here. You can't see that because there will be consequences for other people. Usually this is your family or your staff. But again, I want to point back to there is no right decision. There is no wrong decision. Any decision you make, there will be both positive and negative consequences for other people. The reason this is so stressful for you is because you've been socialized to put everybody else first. So the socialization of putting everybody else first, plus having a human brain that loves to catastrophize, loves to ask what could go horribly wrong, makes it really hard to make a decision. So remind yourself there is no right decision. There is no wrong decision. What is it that I actually want to do? So a really big epiphany for me is realizing that our brains are biologically programmed to look for whatever could go horribly wrong in any case scenario. That's what's kept us alive, right? Is our brains are constantly scanning our environments for what could go horribly wrong, what could kill me. So our brains are really adept at this. And if you have a job like a lawyer or a teacher or a school administrator, your training, your job training backs up asking what could go horribly wrong in this scenario. And so you have a brain that's really skilled at finding out what could go wrong. So you have to actually overcome that by asking yourself what could go amazingly right so let's say that you would really like to leave your job and start your own business. Your brain's going to automatically go through all of the ways that you could fail, things could, you could end up bankrupt, your family would lose their home. Your brain is really good at that. And so that's naturally where it gravitates, which is why those thoughts feel more true. So you have to actively work against that. You have to work against your brain's natural inclination by asking yourself, what could be amazing about this choice, right? Starting your own business, you have more freedom with your schedule. Starting your own business, you have the opportunity to make more money. Starting your own business, you get to do something that you love. So as your brain is going down catastrophe alley, ask yourself what could go amazingly right? What could go really well here? How good could this get? That helps build up the muscles for your brain to start looking for what could go right. So another block to making decisions without drama is a lack of self-trust. So self-trust means that you always have your own back, no matter what this boils down to is trusting yourself to make the best, notice I didn't say right, because that doesn't exist, decision, and having your own back on the other side. How many decisions have you made in the past that you're still beating yourself up for? My friend, it's time to let that go. That's just mental baggage that's slowing you down and preventing you from making decisions in the present time. The past is gone. we love to dredge up our past and all the times that we think we've failed, all the times that we think we've made the wrong decision and then beat ourselves up for it. But that makes it so much harder to make a decision now, right? Time to let that go. You get to decide what's best for you and your life. Keep in mind that your brain's always going to freak out. You have a human brain. That's what they do. One of your brain's primary jobs is to keep you alive, and it really doesn't like it if you think about doing something new. According to your brain's logic, what you're doing right now hasn't killed you so far, so it must be okay. Anytime you contemplate doing something different, your brain will freak out and react with fear and give you all the reasons why you shouldn't do this other thing. Just knowing that this is normal can be really powerful. So getting the results that you want in life is all about how you make decisions, ruminating about decisions, fear of making the wrong decisions, putting off making decisions only delays your progress. Think about it. If you've been going back and forth on whether or not to apply for a new position, you stay stuck. You don't move forward. Once you make a decision and either apply for the position or don't, that's moving forward. That's making a choice and moving on. If you decide to apply for the position and get it, then your life takes that path if you decide to apply for it and don't get it, your life takes a different path. Neither is good or bad, just a different path. The whole point is what we learn from these decisions, that we make a decision, move forward, get more information about what you like and don't like in your life. Make a decision, move forward, get more information, (laughs) make a decision, move forward, get more information. We don't need to have all this drama about it. Either way, whatever decision you make, You get more information about yourself and what you want for your life, and that's really the end goal, right? So if you think about your life like a funnel and you're narrowing in what you want more of and what you want less of, every decision will give you more information towards that. There's no decision that's written in stone that's final, that's like, oh my gosh, there's no changing this decision. Okay, so today we talked about three things. What exactly is an unmade decision? three types of decisions, and how knowing how to identify each type will save you time and energy, why we get so stuck on making decisions, and why making decisions is crucial for getting what you want. If you found this podcast helpful, please give it a review. My mission in life is to liberate women from the limiting beliefs that are holding them back from living their fullest, most joyful lives. So send this podcast along to a friend. If you'd like to learn more about my work, check out my website www.amandaryanfear.com, where you can find links to join my free private Facebook group and learn more about working with me. All right, friends, it has been super fun. And now I am off to Iceland. Take care.